Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me in the Better's Box. This is BangTheBook.com's KBO betting podcast for Monday, May 11th. I am your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the Better's Box, presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the Sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. We've been doing a lot of betting on the KBO here. Got a daily article going up every day over at bangthebook.com, except for Sundays, at least as of right now, because Monday is a league-wide day off. So no Sunday afternoon article for the Monday morning games because there aren't any Monday morning games in the KBO, at least for right now. That will change as the season goes along because they're trying to condense everything into a shorter period of time to play all 144 games. So there will be double headers. There will be Monday games. But to this point, we haven't had any so far. Also over at bangthebook.com, preview up of UFC on ESPN 9. UFC 249, except for Jacare popping a positive test, came out really, really well. Some exciting fights, good ratings, a lot of interest, a lot of intrigue. We'll see how that goes on Wednesday night with a more accessible card, all on ESPN, no pay-per-view for that one. So we'll see how that goes on Wednesday night. We'll keep doing horse racing previews over at bangthebook.com. Picked a winner in the Sunshine Forever Stakes with Halliday, but had him unfortunately paired with Social Paranoia, who finished third behind Aquaphobia. So picked the winner, didn't hit the exacta box, but uh, starting to get a better feel for horse racing events over at bangthebook.com. So please check that out. And, of course, next weekend, NASCAR makes its return at Darlington Raceway. That race coming up on Sunday. We'll have a preview for that over at bangthebook.com as well. And also the return of the Bundesliga, I believe, on, what, Friday? Saturday? Something like that. Soccer starting to make its way back around. We'll try to make sure we get you some coverage of that over at the website as well. No Monday mailbag here. I guess I kind of forgot to advertise it, so no questions coming through for that. If you do ever have questions for the Monday mailbag, at Skating Tripods on Twitter, Adam at bangthebook.com via email, or skatingtripods at gmail.com. Those are the three ways to get in touch with me for the Monday mailbag or for any other questions you may have here about the show. But with that, we'll go ahead and dive in to the regular format of the betters box, what I used to do during the MLB days, what I now do during the KBO days. We'll start with a look beyond the box score, kind of recap everything that's gone on to this point, and also recap the previous series that just went on. We'll take a look at the week ahead here as well. I forgot to put notes together for the down the line segment, but basically what I can tell you about the betting markets here from what we saw over the weekend Total adjustments have been made. A lot of the games with domestic starters had totals of nine and a half. The ones that had one foreign starter and one domestic starter, as I talked about on Thursday, eight and a half juice to the over or nine. Then the games with two foreign starters, you're still getting those eight and a halves with reasonable juice. May see a stray eight from time to time, but scoring is really up around the league. I'll talk about that here in a couple of minutes, and also talk about some quotes that I saw uh, coming out here today on Twitter earlier this morning. But as far as the the down-the-line segment goes, like I said, totals have definitely been adjusted. Um, You know, we're seeing Doosan get bet into bigger favorite roles. We're still seeing some love for the lot, the Giants. 
we're not seeing a whole lot of love for the Hanwha Eagles, who maybe don't deserve it, as I'll talk about here in a little bit. Had a big underdog price with them, plus 150 the other day. They were up 3-1 to one going into the seventh inning, blew that lead, lost the game 5-3. to three. So, you know, right now we're dealing with a lot of, of bullpens from hell, to put it quite nicely. And, you know, I saw Dan Kurtz, who runs MyKBO.com, sort of talking about, you know, this is just kind of how the KBO is. They call it KBO-ness, sort of in the industry there with the media members that cover this league. And look, you know, I mean, Hanwha had the blown lead. That cost us a winner at plus 150. We had Deuce on minus one and a half. They were up 10 to three, blew that lead, won the game by a run. In fact, on a walk-off error uh, in Sunday's game. So, you know, we had some good plays, had some good positions. They didn't work out for us. An important lesson, as always, here, I mean, if you've bet on sports for a long period of time, you know this, but even good handicaps don't win. You know, and that's why the best of the absolute best in this business, you know, 55, 56, 57 percent, because, you know what, things sometimes just don't work out. Even with a good handicap, things just don't work out. How many times in college football do we see a team outgain the opposition by 200 yards not lose, not cover as, or, you know, not win, not cover as a favorite because of turnovers or some other sort of fluky thing. In this case, the bullpens reared their ugly heads. And quite frankly, it looks like this will be a regular occurrence in the KBO. I ran the numbers. I'm putting together a KBO bullpen spreadsheet because I've yet to find a site that, you know, breaks this down by team ERA for bullpens, just kind of the whole team overall. So, Trying to put together a bullpen spreadsheet here uh, with Google Sheets. I'm going to work on that throughout the week here. I hope to have that up by Thursday's show. But I did run the numbers here of the bullpens to this point in the KBO season. As a whole, this is a sample size of 27 games that have been played so far because we had three games rained out on Saturday. As a whole, KBO bullpens, 195 and a third innings pitched. 127 earned runs allowed, 197 hits, 140 strikeouts, 100 walks, a collective 585 ERA for the 10 KBO bullpens with a 152 whip. And again, keep in mind, one of the things that I sort of isolated about this league is that you have to have a good whip because you don't get the strikeouts. The strikeout rate is so much lower in the KBO than it is in the major leagues. So base runners are even more detrimental in this league because you can't get out of innings with strikeouts. You can't pump 98 with a devastating slider past somebody. It just doesn't happen. You think about bullpens in the major leagues, 140 strikeouts and 195 and a third innings pitched, that would be horrendous in the major leagues and pretty bad in AAA too, quite frankly. So bullpens here in the KBO are by and large terrible. Now, we do have small sample sizes that we are working with here, so there is that extremely small sample sizes on a team-by-team level, but here are the team performances specifically to this point here where uh, some teams have played six games, some teams have played five games. Going through these in alphabetical order here, Doosan, their bullpen, over 17 and two-thirds, a 917 ERA, a 182 whip for that Doosan bullpen. 
And of course, a good chunk of that coming from that 10 to 3 lead that they blew for us on Sunday morning. The Hanwha Eagles, 16 and a third innings pitched, 716 ERA, 184 whip for them. Their bullpen back to back blown leads on Saturday and Sunday. Their bullpen is not helping them out at all. In fact, their starters have pitched very well, but the bullpen and Achilles heel for Hanwha so far, and also their offense has just been virtually non-existent. The Kia Tigers, 22 innings pitched here as a bullpen so far, an 818 ERA, a 1.95 whip. They've walked 18 batters in their 22 innings. They've only struck out 18 batters. So a one-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio, very, very bad to say the least. So Kia, with one of the worst bullpens here in the KBO so far. The Kiwoom bullpen, very good actually. 23 innings pitched, 313 ERA, 126 whip for them. They've only walked four batters. And I'm going to expand on that a little bit more here in a couple of minutes. The KT Wiz, their bullpen, 20 innings pitched, 855 ERA, a 205 whip. They've only struck out eight batters as a bullpen. They've walked 15. So the KT bullpen, even though we're dealing with a small sample size here, is one I would expect to be very, very poor over the course of the season because they don't strike anybody out, at least what we've seen here so far. Maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. My guess is that it doesn't. KT looks to have probably the worst bullpen here in the KBO based on what I'm looking at. The LG Twins, 25 and a third innings pitched from their bullpen, 426 ERA, 118 whip. They've only struck out 13 batters in their 25 and a third. And of course, keep in mind that they have a lot more bullpen innings because they didn't have Tyler Wilson and Casey Kelly for the first series. They had to run out a couple of bullpen games. And ironically enough, Wilson and Kelly did not pitch well at all whatsoever over the weekend. But the LG bullpen, not high in the strikeout department, but low in the walk department. Seven walks and 25 and a third is very, very good. So they've got that 426 ERA, the 118 whip. Maybe that's a bullpen that has a little bit of promise here over the course of the season. How about the Lotta Giants, man? 17 and two-thirds innings pitched for their bullpen, a 306 ERA and a .81 whip. Now the Giants also with four walks. So Kiwum and Lotta, the two teams that have the fewest walks from their bullpens, not surprisingly, Two teams that have had a lot of bullpen success to this point. The NC bullpen, 17 and two-thirds, 560 ERA, 147 whip. More walks than strikeouts for that unit as well. The Samsung bullpen, 22 innings pitched, a 245 ERA. That's very strong. 145 whip. They've got 19 strikeouts. So they've done a pretty good job in the strikeout department. That's tied with Kiwum for the most in the KBO, but also they've got the 14 walks. Only six earned runs allowed. Samsung's bullpen probably getting a little bit lucky here at the outset, but again, small sample sizes, one good or bad performance can really skew these numbers as a whole. Finally, SK, 14 innings pitched, 14 runs allowed. So that's a 9.00 ERA, 179 whip for them. 
only eight walks, but also only 14 innings. They got lucky that some of their starters working deeper into games because their bullpen did not pitch well at all whatsoever. So again, very small sample sizes. On the whole, bullpens are pretty bad with that 585 ERA, 152 whip. As I calculate some more data here, as I find more bullpens that do a good job of limiting walks, like to this point, Kiwum, LG, and Lata have done, those are probably going to be your better bullpens, the teams that don't walk guys. Because again, you know, we're talking about a league where you're not going to see a lot of strikeouts, even from the relief pitchers. So the more base runners, the more damage that can come along. And we've certainly seen that here with some of these bullpens just giving up seven, eight, nine runs in inning, a lot of four and five run innings, stuff like that. These things tend to snowball out of control. Something else I was kind of thinking about here, too, is that I talked about the frequency of stolen base attempts here in this league. And I think when you've got base runners on, you're paying a lot more attention to those guys that are on base because you don't want those stolen bases. Because, again, this is a league where you don't get strikeouts. Stranding guys in scoring position is much more difficult. That could be a problem here for some of these relief pitchers as well. We know from a Major League Baseball standpoint that as a general rule, relievers are not good at holding runners. We see a lot of teams get more aggressive in the late innings because relievers just don't hold runners. They're not worried about it. They've got higher strikeout totals. They can just pitch it, throw it past guys, not worry about those base runners. Well, in the KBO, you can't do that. So I think we probably get a lot more uh, of a lack of focus from some of these relievers here when they do get runners on base. So again, another reason why I think if you've got a bullpen that's able to limit walks, they're probably going to have the most success. 61 home runs in 27 games here in the KBO. And in fact, if you follow Daniel Kim on Twitter, at Daniel Kim W, this was retweeted by Dan Kurtz on, I have started following Daniel Kim on Twitter They're saying that pitchers and hitters alike are saying that the ball seems different. One hitter, in fact, as Daniel Kim uh, posted about on Twitter, said, you know, we couldn't even hit home runs in batting practice. And now we've got 61 homers in 27 games, 2.26 home runs per game. That's up from 1.41 in 2019. The ball does appear to be playing differently. Now, again, We don't have a large sample size here, but like I talked about a few weeks ago with regards to stabilization points and points of reliability and significance for statistics, home runs generally become reliable pretty early in the process. So we've got a lot of home runs here so far. That's probably going to be the case. And like I said, we've seen those totals adjustments with 9.5s painted across the board, some overjuice even in games with domestic starting pitchers. We're probably going to see another wave of adjustments here because the ball is playing differently. Home runs are being hit at a much higher pace. Like I saw, home runs are up 14%, slugging percentage up 11%. We're going to start seeing 10s in the KBO betting odds, maybe even the straight 10.5 as well. To this point, 10.85 runs per game have been scored back in 2018 it was 11 runs per game in 2019 it was 9.1 runs per game 
So it looks like we're back to playing with something that more resembles the previous baseball before it was dejuiced. So that is 110% something that you want to keep in mind. And again, as we look at how things progress throughout the week in the KBO, remember, foreign pitchers are very good. Those are generally going to be the number one and number two starters for these teams. On the whole, over 88 innings, a 326 ERA, a 1.04 whip for the foreign pitchers. And by the way, foreign hitters, 343 average, 393 on base, 621 slugging, 14 home runs for those 10 foreign hitters. Each team has one foreign hitter and two foreign pitchers. So that's one way that you can kind of look at it here a little bit. But as we got past some of those front of the rotation foreign pitchers, some of the guys that we expect to be very good here in this league, Thursday 5-0 and to the over, Friday 3-2, and Saturday with only two games, they went 1-1, and three games were postponed, 4-1 and on Sunday. We did have one game with two foreign starting pitchers that went over, that was the Hanwha and Kiwum game. And in fact, that was because of the bullpen. That was a three to one game going to the bottom of the seventh, wound up ending, I believe, six to three, eked over the total. That was a total of eight or eight and a half with the two to, uh, foreign starting pitchers. So later in the week, we're probably going to see some more runs scored. Now, one thing to keep in mind here, as I mentioned already, is that Monday is a league wide day off, at least for now. So what that means is that the relievers all get a day off on Monday. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, you generally have the best of the foreign starting pitchers. Maybe they kind of leak over into Sunday at some times, uh, you know, if they go Tuesday, Sunday type thing. But for the most part, Tuesday, Wednesday should be lower scoring days. The bullpens are rested. The better starting pitchers will be working. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those look like those are going to be your days with a lot of slugfests. And then Sunday, it'll be kind of hit or miss, depending on how the pitcher rotations sort of shake out. So Tuesday, Wednesday, probably lower scoring. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, higher scoring. Sunday will be kind of a mixed bag, depending on how these rotations are set up. And I'll talk about this with this next round of games here with some of these foreign starting pitchers and some of the guys on my watch list getting their second starts here early on in the week. So as we continue beyond the box score here, let's recap what we saw in the five series that were just played Friday through Sunday. Kiwum swept Hanwha over their three-game series. That was one of the games not rained out on Saturday. But here's the thing about this series. Hanwha went into the bottom of the seventh, tied in game one, had a three-to-one lead going to the bottom of the sixth in game two, and a 3-1 to lead going to the bottom of the 7th in Game 3. So Hanwha was really in position to win all three of these games, or at a minimum, take two out of three in this series from a Kiwoon team that was in the finals last year. Great starting pitching for Hanwha to this point, but no relief pitching whatsoever. And also, too, they only scored three runs per game in that series. And in this current offensive environment, That will not get it done. If the ball is going to play more like 2018 than 2019, the teams that struggle offensively are going to have a major, major problem over the course of the season. Because what happens in a high offensive environment 
is that the gap between the haves and the have-nots gets much larger. Because I've already talked about it, domestic pitchers suck in this league. Most of the starters are not very good. And as we just saw, a lot of the relievers aren't very good. So if you can hit, you're going to have a ton of success if the ball is juiced once again. If you can't hit, well, that makes it a really big problem for you. And to this point in time, Hanwha can't hit. Minimal power, eighth and on-base percentage. It's going to be hard for them to win games because their starting pitchers are going to have to be exceptional and their bullpen's going to have to figure it out here as this season goes along. Hanwa's also hit into eight double plays thus far. That's second in the KBO. So maybe a little bit of positive regression offensively, but this still is not a great offense compared to what's out there around the league. And we saw that here in this series getting swept, even though they had opportunities to win all three of these games in this series. The Kiwum bullpen, as I mentioned already, among the best in the KBO over the first week. Also, their offense, a little bit of a slow start, but some very timely hitting for them. They're third in batting average with runners in scoring position. So they haven't given themselves a lot of chances to this point, but when they have, they've cashed them in. Their on-base percentage is in the bottom half of the league, which we would not expect after they were the best offensive team in the KBO last season. But I think that they should be in line for some positive regression, in particular with a rejuiced baseball here this year. And if they have the best bullpen in this league, and they very well could, Kiwum looks to be a play-on team over the course of the season here in the KBO. So if you're modeling or power rating, something like that, Kiwum, to me, probably the best or second best team in this league, based on my interpretation of the data here to this point in time. Samsung took two out of three from Kia. I mentioned going into this series, and I wish I would have followed through a little bit more here. I mentioned that Samsung, even though they didn't score runs against the NC Dinos in their first series, they had a lot of chances. They drew a lot of walks in that series. Their offense didn't do anything in the finale, but they scored 19 runs in the first two games. They did have a nine-run eighth inning in the middle game. That felt like kind of the damn breaking, so to speak, to kind of give them a little bit of positive regression here in that spot. But when you look at this Samsung team, their biggest issue right now is they don't make contact. 48 strikeouts over their games so far. That is an astronomically high total in the KBO over their five, over their six games here. So, you know, this is one of those cases for Samsung where if they start making more contact, they should be fine. They lead the league in walks. They've worked a lot of deep counts. But with that high strikeout total, they're batting under 200 as a team. And one of the problems with working a lot of deep counts is that you get two strikes you have to protect. When you have to protect, you make weaker contact. If you look at exit velocities early in the count versus late in the count, in particular with two strikes, there's a massive difference. That's going to be true of baseball as a whole. So for Samsung here, you know, with 77 of their plate appearances, either ending in a strikeout or a walk, their hitters are hitting in a lot of deep counts. Now, I don't know if that will change as the season goes along, but it's a catch-22. You know, in this league, drawing walks is great. Striking out is really bad. So that's been the case for Samsung here to this point in time. 
I'll follow along with that, kind of keep an eye on that, see how that goes. Kia in this series, they did get blown out in the first two games of the series, but they hit into six double plays over these three games. They've hit into 10 double plays over the course of the season thus far. So that's kind of hurt their offense a little bit. They drew 14 walks in this series, and they're second in the KBO in walks, second in on-base percentage. I like this Kia offense quite a bit. I think there's a lot of potential here with this unit. Again, they've gotten a little bit unlucky with some of those balls in play becoming GIDPs, but they're drawing a lot of walks. They've got some decent power. They're putting a lot of balls in play. This Kia offense is pretty good in my estimation. So I'm kind of isolating them as a pretty good over team here in this league. And again, when we look at their pitching statistics from a bullpen standpoint so far, their bullpen is terrible and their bullpen issues a lot of walks. So Kia looks to me to be an over team here for the duration of this KBO season. Now, Yang Hyun Jung, much better start the second time around. I mentioned this on Thursday that I think opening day is just kind of tough on him from a nerve standpoint. Gave up two solo home runs, a couple more hits over his six innings in this series against Samsung. Much better start. Aaron Brooks, very good. He'll make his second start here probably on Tuesday. Brooks and Yang are a good one-two punch. We'll see if Drew Gagneau is able to get a little bit better. One of the foreign pitchers that came over previously pitched in the Mets organization. If so, if Gagneau figures this thing out, Kia is maybe going to be a very good first five bet because they'll have some decent starting pitching and you can avoid their bullpen meltdowns. And from what it looks like, there will probably be a good number of those over the course of the season. So Kia... Maybe a really good first five team and a full game over team as this season goes along. So the KT Wiz, I talked about them last week, how I didn't really love their lineup construction. And in fact, their number two hitter, 0 for 16 with a walk to start the season. So maybe they want to kind of figure something out with him. But KT in this abbreviated two game series against Doosan scored 24 runs and came away with a split. They won the first game, lost the final game. The middle game rained out there. Same starting pitching matchup on Sunday. I wound up taking Deuce on minus one and a half. Guess the right call was probably taking the over in that game. Walk-off error was the winner for Deuce on in that one. But speaking of the baseball, as I just said, about 2.27 home runs per game here, so or 2.26 home runs per game so far. We saw six home runs in the Sunday game at Doosan. And Jamsil Stadium is one of the better pitchers' parks in the KBO. And there were six home runs hit in that game on Sunday. Could be a microcosm, could be an example of the rejuiced baseball here and why home runs and scoring are up so much in the KBO to this point. One thing I have noticed here in the KBO is that A lot of these teams are trying to maximize their platoon advantages early on in the game. You would almost never in Major League Baseball see the leadoff man or the two-hole hitter swapped out as much as they are here in the KBO. So teams are really trying to maximize those platoon advantages early in the game. Then they're swapping those guys out for pinch hit appearances later on once the bullpen gets involved. So I thought that was a pretty interesting thing I picked up on, uh, in particular, with the two-hole hitter for KT 
who's off to a terrible start. But one other thing I noticed about this series is that Doosan actually sent out a pitcher working for a third time in four days, and he threw 60 pitches in the final game and didn't pitch well at all over his 60 pitches. Pitcher usage is a little bit strange here. Bullpens are kind of a mess in general. Uh, that's something that, you know, we're just going to have to deal with. If you're going to bet full game in the KBO, definitely worrisome with the way these bullpens are coming together. If you're going to bet first five, you generally don't have to worry about it. A lot of people are going to flock to first five. And what's going to happen with that with first five is that we're probably going to see some really biased prices. And we may end up seeing 35, 40 cent lines with the first fives because people aren't going to dick around with these full games where the bullpens in this league are just by and large atrocious. So that is kind of a trade-off. You know, if you want to play first fives, you will avoid the bullpens and that could be very beneficial for you. But keep in mind, you're, you are going to pay a premium. You are going to pay a pumped up line where lines are very much going to be shaded. And again, some books will probably incorporate 35, 40 cent lines, maybe even 50 cent lines, you know, depending on how high that first five money line is. So there will be a lot of liberties taken out there by the sports books with first fives, noticing just how bad these bullpens are. So again, something for you to keep in mind if you want to go the derivative route. NC, they finally lost the game. They split their series with LG, and quite frankly, they shouldn't have lost the game because they were up six to nothing after the first inning. LG with a seven run eighth inning on Sunday to pick up their first victory. For LG here, Tyler Wilson and Casey Kelly were both blasted in their respective starts. Like I talked about, those were guys that were under mandatory quarantine. So, I don't know how things worked out for them. I don't. They weren't allowed to be around the team facilities. They were probably working out together, throwing some bullpens as well as they could, stuff like that. But you got to think there was some rust involved for those two guys, neither guy pitching well in their respective starts. They should get a little bit better here as things go forward. Uh, but, you know, the nature of the KBO is that there is so much manufacturing of runs. Even with home runs up, and in fact, with home runs up, we're going to see a lot of multi-run homers. That's a big difference from the KBO and Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, you see a lot of solo home runs. I think in the KBO, you're going to see a lot of multi-run home runs just because of walk rates and balls in play and stuff like that. So we're likely to see very big innings, very big swings. I don't know if anybody's offering live betting on this as of yet. The book that does... You're going to get a lot of live over opportunities, I think, because we're going to see a lot of multi-run, really big innings once these bullpens come into the equation. And, of course, we did see that with that seven-run eighth inning for LG. Uh, we saw a nine-run inning for Samsung over the weekend. That's probably going to be a thing as we go throughout the KBO season here. Looking at this series, looking at LG specifically, as a general rule, I like this LG offense. They've got some very good power. They've got a good top of the order. They've got a former major leaguer in Baltimore Oriole, Hyun-Soo Kim, who actually was pretty decent in the major leagues uh, while he was over there. LG's only drawn 18 walks, but I think that should improve as the season goes along. As I said, a lot of power for them. They'll be an over team for me as well 
in games without Wilson and Kelly on the mound, because I do think Wilson and Kelly will be a lot better as they sort of settle into rhythm, but that may take some time and you may want to look to fade them in their next starts because again, being foreign pitchers with that foreign pitcher bias in the market, Wilson and Kelly could be a little bit mispriced in their starts later on this week for the LG twins. Final series, take a look at here. Lotta, they stayed perfect with a two-game sweep. This just feels like a different team. I mean, they probably have a much more optimized lineup now that they're going with some more analytics, more of that money ball generation type stuff. Dan Straley absolutely shoved on Sunday. The Lotta bullpen has been terrific. They've been one of the best bullpens in the KBO so far. And in fact, Park Shi Young has allowed four of the six runs for this Lotta Giants bullpen. They're tied with Kiwum for the fewest walks. Again, I think bullpens that avoid walks can really thrive. And I think, you know, for somebody like me who comes from an analytics and sabermetrics background, I isolated walks right away. The Giants' front office is far smarter than me. I mean, these are guys that worked for the Cubs, that worked under Theo Epstein, uh, Sung Min Kim, who's actually in that front office now. He was an analyst for Fangraphs for a while. They're a smart group. If an idiot like me can isolate how much walks matter in this league, and in particular how much walks matter from a bullpen standpoint, you know the Giants have figured this out too. And I think that's a big deal here in this league. The bullpens with the fewest walks or the lowest walk percentage are going to do extremely well in late-inning situations. So if the Giants can sustain this, and I don't know if they can, but if they can, If their message to their relievers is let guys put the ball in play, don't hurt yourself with the walk, we'll rely on our defense. And again, I assume as the Giants have gotten more advanced, they're probably doing more with scouting reports for defensive positioning and stuff like that. This Giants team, I don't think that this is a fluke. I know they were the worst team in the league last year, but I don't think that this is a fluke. Last season, They were second highest in strikeouts. They have a 16% K percentage here so far. They're avoiding big innings on the pitching side. They're not striking out on the offensive side. I don't think that this is a fluke at all. I think this is a cohesive and coherent vision that they've been able to relay to the players on the roster. And I think all of this is working out for them. And you've got everybody on the same page here. You probably have pitchers that went to driveline baseball, and it wasn't about increasing velocity. It was about pitch efficiency. It was about command. It was about control. It was about not walking guys, because that's the goal here in the KBO. The lot the Giants probably can sustain this, based on what I've seen so far, based on kind of the inferences that I've made. They haven't hit a batter yet. They're not walking guys. They're not striking out as much. All of these are positive things in this KBO environment. And I think this is very legitimate, what the Giants have done here to this point. Now, a team they swept in this series was SK. Slow start offensively for SK. They've only walked 10 times. That's not going to get it done. And also, this is a pitching staff I'm worried about. They lost Quang Hung Kim, who winds up going uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals. They lost Angel Sanchez, who moved over to Japan to play in the NPB. Those are two guys that combined for 58 starts last year 
with an ERA in the 255-260 range collectively. They were very good. Now, we'll see how Nick Kingham and Ricardo Pinto do. They'll make their second starts here this week, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, in fact, for SK. The SK offense is not doing much. Kingham and Pinto starts probably unders right now. We'll see if Pinto's able to sustain this. And like I said, I think Nick Kingham could end up being the best pitcher in this league when all is said and done. So I'm really looking to buy on him, but probably buy on him from an under standpoint because SK, just not drawing walks. They're a very BABIP-dependent team. Haven't had a lot of luck in that department either. Their offense is probably better than they've shown. But again, I'm not rushing to do a whole lot with SK unless it's a guy like Kingham on the mound or Pinto on the mound, and I'm betting an under in those games. So for the week ahead here, starting with the games on Tuesday morning, Kia versus Hanwa, KT versus NC, Dusan versus Lata, SK versus LG, then finally, Samsung versus Kiwum. Second starts here early in the week for Aaron Brooks of Kia, Odrissimer Despagne and William Cuevas for KT, Drew Rasinski and Mike Wright for NC, Raul Alcantara, Chris Flexen for Doosan, Nick Kingham and Ricardo Pinto for SK, Ben Lively, David Buchanan for Samsung, and then Eric Jokic for Kiwum. Second starts for the guys that are on my watch list. Choi Wan Tae of Kiwum. Five innings, two runs, nine hits, four strikeouts, two walks in his first start. In his age 22 season last year, 338 ERA, 128 whip. Big bonus, baby. He draws Samsung here this week. He's had really good command over his last two seasons. Samsung right now living on the home run, living on the walk. They're striking out a lot. They're not doing overly well with their balls in play. Troy Duante, low home run, low walk numbers over the last couple of seasons. Kiwum will be a pretty decent favorite over Samsung unless it's, you know, like Choi against Ben Lively, something like that. But I think Choi can have success in that matchup for Kiwum. So we'll see what the line looks like. But Choi Wante, I will be trying to play either from a side standpoint or maybe an under standpoint, depending on who he winds up matching up against. Young Lee Ha for Doosan. Six and a third, two runs, one of them earned. Five hits, three strikeouts, two walks. Low strikeout rate, concerning walk rate, but it's his age 22 season. He's a big bonus baby. He draws the Lotta lineup here. Good test for him. Lotta's... Walk rate is only 7.5%. So they're not walking a ton. They're doing really, really well on balls in play. That may regress a little bit. We'll see how the line looks for that Doosan and Lata matchup. But Lee Young-Ha is a guy that is on my radar here as a guy I'm watching closely and maybe as a guy to back in some certain starts here. Bay J. Seong of KT. Very good first start last week against Lata. Six and a third, two earned, eight hits, one walk, one strikeout. He'll draw an NC lineup that's doing very, very well. Bay had a breakout season in 2019 with a 376 ERA, 143 whip. Good command profile. The walks are the question. So NC here, they've done an okay job drawing walks. In fact, they've done a very good job drawing walks, I believe. Uh, So... You know, that's one that you want to keep a close eye on. 
KT offensively kind of hit or miss here. Again, I don't love the top of their order, but that'll be an interesting one to look at the line because, again, the Giants are playing very well. I think there's a lot of sustainability to what they're doing. Their lines may be a little bit inflated here as we go forward. So a guy like Bay at a big plus money price for KT could kind of be worth the investment depending on who he's lined up against. Seo Jun Wan for Lata, six shutout, gave up an unearned run in his first start against KT. He draws Doosan in his next start. He's only 19 years old. I think this could be a fade spot for the Giants here. Again, depending on who's on the hill for Doosan. But Seo now at 19, as I've talked about already, I think 22-23 is the sweet spot for these Korean-born high schoolers that go right to the KBO. At 19, he's probably going to struggle a little bit. Now gets an upgraded Doosan lineup as opposed to KT. I think it may be a good chance to fade Seo Jun-Wan in his next start. Finally, one more here. Ku Chang-Mo of NC. Six shutout, eight strikeouts in his first start. 320 ERA, 118 whip last season. I think he's a star in the making. I think he's a guy that could go over to the major leagues at a relatively young age. He gets that KT lineup, who's hit for a little bit of power. They also haven't struck out a ton, 14.2% K percentage. Ku's best asset is the strikeout. So, again, I want to see how that line looks when Ku Chang-Mo makes his next start for NC against the KT Wiz. Finally, a couple more starting pitchers I've added to my watch list here. Kim Tae-hoon for SK, 132 relief appearances over the last two seasons. Now he's going to be starting for SK with some of the losses that they had in that rotation. Now he's 29 years old, but he only has 196 career appearances and 132 over the last two years. So he's just now finally healthy. Good six innings in his 2020 debut Gave up two runs on only two hits, struck out three, walked three. Good K numbers as a reliever, which in this league, in my estimation, that translates to having good stuff. So I think Kim Tae-hoon could be a pretty good starter for SK here. Now that he's finally healthy, put up some good numbers the last two years, that's a guy to watch maybe. Because what I'm trying to find here, I'm trying to find domestic pitchers that could be worthy of unders. Because again, as we've already seen, bullpens are bad and domestic starting pitchers are pretty bad. So I'm trying to find guys that I can maybe hitch my wagon to, to either play at big plus money numbers against the foreign starters or play some unders with. And Kim Tae-hoon could be one of them. Finally, one more on my watch list here. So Hyun-jun, so Hyun-jun, excuse me, 18 years old, 4KT, Good debut against Doosan. Five innings, two earned, five hits. Struck out a couple, only walked one. Big bonus, baby. Again, the 18, 19-year-olds are scary, but that's a guy to watch because he will mix in some pretty good starts along with his struggles and growing pains. So a lot of information here today on the Betters Box, our KBO podcast. Adam at bangthebook.com or skatingtripods at gmail.com to get on the list for the KBO show notes. Again, a lot of stuff here, but some good stuff for you to refer back to as you listen through the show or as you handicap these games for yourself. 
And like I said, I'm working on a bullpen spreadsheet here for the KBO, hoping to have that out a little bit later on in the week. So I'm trying to go all in here with the KBO. The betting results haven't been what I had hoped so far, down a little under two units, but had the two massive bullpen blowups on Sunday that would have put us back on the plus side. So again, trying to learn things as we go, the ball playing much differently than it did last year. That's an adjustment that we have to make and an adjustment that the pitchers have to make. So, again, tread lightly here in the KBO with your action early on in the process. We'll be back on Tuesday to chat once again with Brian Blessing, the host of Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. We'll talk about the NFL schedule release. We'll talk about uh, NASCAR at Darlington this week. We'll talk about a bunch of horse tracks coming back here this week as well. Just sort of a grab bag segment with Brian on Tuesday's show. Then I'll be back with another edition of the Betters Box covering the KBO on Thursday. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the Betters Box.